I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's going on, everybody? And welcome to the Daily Transcendence Podcast. I'm G.O.D. And I'm Ray. And we're your hosts. Take a journey with us into the realms of some of humanity's most inner thoughts and theories about what lies before us and beyond the other side. Take a step back with us from the day-to-day heavy burdens of this constant evolving life. From awakening the collective, astrology, the spiritual divine, holistic health, shamanism, and quantum theory, to the frequencies and vibrations of our universe, history, religion, numerology, and so much more. We spend countless hours researching to bring you the breakdown of information from some of the greatest minds in these fields and even our own experiences. We're here to challenge your thoughts so that you can reshape your own minds and beliefs into ones that better serve you. We hope you enjoy the discussions about the supernatural and the ancient knowledge that we have become so fond of, and we wish to share with you so that it may also help you on your quest in this human experience we're living. Let the transcendence begin, Godspeed, and share on. Like and subscribe to The Daily Transcendence on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. To show support for the show, we ask you to join us on all social media platforms, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Patreon, and YouTube. There you can find more content, updates on new episodes, and more personal interactions from both Gio and I. We want to hear from you all and connect, so message us or email us at thedailytranscendence at gmail.com. As always, we entirely appreciate your support in allowing us to bring you this transmission. And welcome back to the Daily Transcendence podcast. I'm your host, Ray, and with my co-host, G-O-D. Gio, what's up, pal? How the hell are we doing? Doing great, man. Especially after the last episode. I feel like that um that really set the tone for everything to come. So and it's awesome now we're getting to see this culmination of where we're gonna start using examples and putting together this whole like intrinsic value to come out of the knowledge um and like we were just talking about literally before like even starting to understand for ourselves how to practice some of these things that would consider be considered ritualistic and uh you know magic and so to say say, you could say it yeah no one likes that word no one likes magic and no one likes conspiracy and uh uh, ritual and Mm. occult such a stigma on all of those words. I wonder why. I think that's, I mean, honestly, that's a great way to get into this is really to just before anything, since that's heavily what we're going to be talking about um, is to try to differentiate and get rid of the stigmatism, because I feel like that's such a debilitating uh, problem when it comes to even wanting to look at this stuff. Um, You know, yeah, of course, no matter what, you're still going to have religious people and, you know, people that are iffy about things and scared of possession and stuff that are going to shy away. Hey, you know, you were a Catholic. I, I see, I see myself now as a Gnostic Christian mysticist, if anything, but 
I'd agree um, with that. I'm not, yeah, yeah. not going to label, but if I was to label, I put it more so that um, with, you know, metaphysical. But the thing is, is we ain't playing with demons. But do you know what a demon is? Do you know the inversion of these qualities of beings, entities, symbols, and so on? You know, um, yes, I know you have a greater depiction on how to have discernment with that. So what do you think? Yeah, I, uh, I've looked out into the world. I've seen many synchronicities. I've seen many things repeat over and over again. And the only thing that makes sense to me is that the universe we inhabit is magical itself that we live in an absolute magical place and materialists and atheists and most people destroy that magic. And you can even say religions destroy that magic because they create an exoteric version of all of these things we would consider magic. So yeah, I, I definitely have found value in the fact that understanding that we have to almost coalesce and work with the occult knowledge because it's, and this is a metaphor or an analogy I'm sticking to, is we're in basically like a sea of consciousness. I mean, this place is like, look at it like the sea and something like magic is like a shark, right? Like there's sharks in the water and it doesn't matter if you believe in sharks or you don't believe in sharks, there's sharks in the water. So with understanding the occult, if you're a non-magician, if you're a non-occultist, it's just you're... You know, it's like it's like not being a marine biologist. You're not aware of the sharks. You're not aware of the things that can hurt you. When we don't understand the metaphysics of this reality and the magic, the magical laws uh, of this reality, then at that point, we are just swimming around in the water waiting to get attacked. It doesn't say that you have to go learn this stuff. It doesn't say that it's mandatory that you learn occult knowledge. But in my opinion, it's become the value it's given to me is, is that it's allowed me to work with, uh, see beyond the veil. And as if, you know, just like the way the weather is going to be tomorrow and all that stuff, the occult and understanding the knowledge itself is then giving me a forecast and how to work with it. How, you know, what, what type of day is it going to be tomorrow on the, on the, uh, you know, on the, on with weather, right? So like if I'm going outside, it's going to be a sunny day or rainy day. Having that knowledge ahead of time now gives me the ability to then work with it and understand it. And it's a natural thing, right? Like we call nature out in nature. It's, it's natural, of course. And then, but on the other end, we don't consider a cult and esotericism natural because there's those stigmas that have been placed upon all of these topics. And I mean, it's ironic too, because when you look out into society and when you look out into even religious groups and all of that, all we see is some symbolism and we see rituals being done, eating the body of Christ, drinking his blood and all that stuff, right? It's like, why wouldn't you call that a ritual? Of course it's a ritual. Of course going to church on Sunday is a ceremony, but we're afraid of these words now. We don't use them that way. We just, we go to Sunday mass. Oh, it's a Sunday ceremony, really, which includes rituals and symbols and and talismans and all of the things that the occult works with ends up being embedded and and it creates what religion even is. So I just don't understand how people can't see that. And the fact is, is that the occult is everywhere. Esotericism is everywhere. It is just as natural as the weather and just as natural as the sun. But it just happens to be working with 
the thought realm, the astral realm, the realm that's beyond, where, wherever you see those thoughts that you have and those dreams that you have at night and all of that, they're not just in your head. They're in a completely different layer of this magical place we're in. And so we want to also then expand on a very important day coming up. Uh, we're recording this on the 7th of September, so there's a very important day coming up, and we're going to discuss how it's not a harmful thing or uh, it, no one should be offended that we talk of this day to be a mass ritual, an occult ritual, something that actually impacted humanity via consciousness through magic. And it sounds so stupid. Gio was just saying before we started recording, I hate saying mm-hmm. the word magic because it just sounds so fucking stupid because you, you, know, you think of like, what's the uh, magicians that you were... Ma- yeah, David Blaine, Chris Angel... That other guy that always wore the mask on the stage. I used to love that shit, but <laughs> well, yeah, but they're illusionists. They're not even magicians. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and it's, and it's funny because when you start working with etymology, magician is really close to the word musician, having a muse, mm-hmm. right. Or being amused. And so the etymology tells all too. the symbols tell all when you look at these things overarchingly with a higher uh, awareness uh, and, and you let go of your dogmatic programming uh, and don't, you know, and, and immediately people will assume, oh my God, you're, you're meditating. You're working with the occult. Oh, you're working with, you're working with demons. You're going to get possessed and all of that. And that's what you were mentioning before. But the thing is, is this is what, this is what whoever's in control, whoever has the power, these secret societies, these elites, whoever are we considering the bad guys that do these things that have these the symbolism the the third eye the the eye on top of the pyramid and all of that it's just like to me the word conspiracy they want you to be afraid of it or they want you to think it's a bad thing because that's where the power lies yeah absolutely i mean i think that's that's where we have to have the discernment i mean what was the thing we just we just went over was the fact that um Religion itself, too, didn't deny magic as being real or anything. It just banned it. And it banned it because of, you know, the alternative interpretations went against what that, you know, coming into a world religion was trying to accomplish. Um, And is that to say that, you know, well, if I'm religious which is nothing wrong too if maybe that you're religious you know there's there's a way to embody that as well and still embody this it's like does that mean if it's you know I'm religious that I I can't look into these things I can't understand these things I can't use them you already do if you're religious you already do mm-hmm. if you're doing the uh crucifix sign uh prayer beads anal beads yeah. You know, the Eucharist, the anal beads, the Eucharist, whatever it may be, those are all rituals. You know, just the fact of how you, you know, put your socks on, pants on, underwear, whatever order that you do in it, that's a ritual. Anything could be a ritual, you know, if it helps you feel more prepared or something in that way or more ready to go, whatever, whatever it may be. So the thing is, though, is just releasing ourselves of the programming of, you know, this good and evil thing. And, you know, we've talked about that already multiple times, previous episode, multiple previous, previous episodes about staying neutral and not having to 
go into this right away that, well, this is good and this is bad. And, and if you haven't gotten to that point and you don't know how to differentiate, you know, the whole good and evil thing, not saying, oh, I know what's good and I know what's evil. No, it's the fact that you have to understand that anything in nature, natural forces is not good nor evil. There's a specific component that comes into play because of our perception of what we learn through our experiences um, and, and, and our own preference. You know, if we look in nature and we see a lion attack a gazelle, we don't say the lion is evil. We just say, oh, well, that's nature. It's the circle of life. That's what it's doing. So if we can have that understanding and that concept, why can't we have that when it comes to this? And that's not to say where you could combat that and be like, oh, well, yeah, well, a person going to kill somebody else. Well, no, is, is that is that what we've seen as natural? Yeah, it's been done a lot. Wars, whatever it may be, sick, twisted people. But there's always another element to it that's influencing it. It's not necessarily this, um, you know, natural. They're not killing to to because it has no source for food and it needs to eat the person. You know, it doesn't matter cannibal or not. There's other sources of food. So it's not to say that 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 whole lion gazelle thing applies to us as humans. But in the natural sense, we've used the concept before, whether it's the hammer and the nail, the hammer could bash someone's head in. It could drive the nail into the wood to build the house. Same thing, electricity, power the house, power a city, give everybody warmth, food, whatever it may be, or it could blow everything up, burn it down. You know, that's where you need to come to the understanding first before anything is setting aside good and evil, understanding cause and effect. You know, natural forces, um, there's their parallels with uh, many of the teachings and stories, whether it's through the Bible, the Bhagavad Gita, uh, through all the different types of ancient teachings and books, religions, whatever it may be. And then you could come into this now with a new awareness when looking at magic and not thinking of hocus pocus type shit and start to look at it as being like, oh, okay. I can see how with our own psychology, we can start to move into this area of having intentions. And if we understand the, the power of the mind and especially understanding how mind came before matter in the creation of matter in the first place and the observation, how if we could come into this awareness of our own intentions and the, the, the Taurus field that we have, the energy that we have, how that can be manipulated or it can be driven into creating or replicating something else or a desired outcome in a sort of sense. Yeah, I like the way you put that too. Uh, I, I, with, the, with the good and evil concept, I mean, I always just go to mm-hmm. electricity, right? Electricity, you could cook a man's dinner and then you can also cook the man. Right. But, Why has it got to be a man? But, but what, what, but then by the way, uh, uh, RIP Bob Proctor for that one, that was actually in the secret, but I mean, isn't it? Oh yeah, that's right. You did tell it, me that, but, yep. it, but, but it does go back to basics, right? Like we also forget the basics when people don't want to hear about magic or the occult. Well, you have a whole community out there of manifestation people, right? Everyone's so obsessed with self-development, success, manifesting the life of your dreams, you know, doing uh, uh, mantras, uh, doing um, 
affirmations, all of this stuff, programming the mind, the power of the subconscious mind. It's really easy to see past the fact that that's magic too. That's the same thing. You're working with your mind to almost communicate. Uh, uh, you're having etheric communications within the uh, within the ether, right? You're communicating with the universe with the you know. And when we see synchronicities happen in our own lives with numbers, and when people say something the same time you were going to say it, or they call you when you were thinking about them, and all of that, you know, looking at the human vessel and the human torus field is something like a like a like a Wi-Fi modem uh, or router in a sense where there's things happening in the ether, things are being communicated, and what the occult to me seems to be is the sciences of that, right? The mysticism, the esotericism, all of this stuff worked into the occult, which the word occult only means hidden. But with within the occult, what you're actually getting is like I, how I compared it to electricity. Calling electricity evil is like calling the occult evil. What you're doing is you're condemning the actual power itself. And it's hidden. It's hidden for a reason. Hitler, back in World War II, was after the occult knowledge for a specific reason. It, it, maybe it was to further feed his mm. agenda of what he was doing, which is yeah. evil. His intention. Right? But that doesn't... His intention colored in. Just like if I have electricity at hand and I can use it either as a weapon or to cook some dinner for my family... It's my intention behind the use of that power that in turn will actually affect the results. And at that point, then you can paint what's good or what's evil about it. But it's not the thing that's evil. It's the human uh, intention used upon these things. So when you see the occult this way and you understand that there is magic, but magic is just another way of saying um, we are energetic beings that tend to mold the world around us with our intention through rituals and through symbols and through sigils and through talismans and amulets. And, you know, whether it's a morning ritual of, oh, I get up, I turn left, I scratch my balls, I get up, I go, you know, go jump in the shower, I say a prayer in the shower, and I tell whatever. Anything that you're doing is considered ritualistic, and we can call these things even superstitions. But the beauty of it is when you, when you dive deeper into occult uh, knowledge, mysticism, metaphysics, and all of that, and you realize that we do affect the ether, we do affect, affect the material world around us. If you're out there and you believe in the law of attraction and you believe in reality transurfing and you read, in, you read into manifestation uh, dynamics and stuff like that, you believe and work with magic. You're working with the same force that occult magicians uh, work with. And it's just the stigma of these titles. And I, like I said, I think in the beginning, right, like it's, it's the same thing that happened to the word conspiracy. When you say conspiracy or conspiracy theorist, or here's another one, flat earth. As soon as you say these words, there's this vibrational r- resonance that deems over these words and these definitions like, ugh, you know, like I don't even want to, like I feel like either like a child for saying that or I feel like I'm a loser for saying that and all of that. But this is probably like a built up, re- uh, a built up residue of human consciousness saying these things and working in their ideals and and definitions over them, which in turn creates this stronger force of, oh, that word makes me feel this, makes me feel that. It's a momentum Mm -hmm. factor. Now, I wouldn't be able to figure that out if I didn't see the world like I do when it comes to seeing it metaphysically. The fact that I believe in that we affect our realities on an individual level and on a collective level through the power of the mind and through the power of the heart field the Taurus field of the heart and the Taurus field of the body. And so 
our goal truly, and we said this last episode, is to, to, to erase or like the stigma or redefine it for people so they they could see through the deception in a way, right? So if 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 something's being used against us as as humanity, uh, and it seems like the world seems to be crumbling and nothing's going right. And ever since that special day of the 7-Eleven uh, uh, job application, right? Uh, ever since that day, the world has seemed to mold itself into a brand new reality. And then we hit 2012 and it got even more accelerated. Well, a lot of people either go, well, it's just the story about these bad, evil people, of elitists, and they have this big plot and big plan and that they're doing this to the to the world and it's for power and greed and all that, which... Cool. I'm, I'm, I'm with all of it. I, I absolutely believe a lot of the stuff that comes out about that stuff. But then also you have the fatalists, the astrologers, the divination people who almost lean too far the other way and go, well, it's in God's will or the stars were aligned that day. And what me and Gio want to discuss is we think it's right down the middle where we have co-creation happening. We have the energy of the stars and we have the 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 soup of etheric energy in the field that's molding our reality through the astrological influences. But then there's us who and our ancestors, right? Mm-hmm. Affecting the way things manifest. And so we're the actors. We're the act stars or actors, actor, yeah. actor mm-hmm. as in Taurus field, right? Actors. Yeah. Yes. And so with that, if we're aware of the fact that not only is there this, there's this fatalist kind of like, oh, the the universe has this plan and it has these energies and it puts up, puts upon us and the world and all of that. But then you also have the intention of human beings. So mm-hmm. let's not cancel out either or, or, or steer to left to right. We talked about that narrow path. And that's where we want to go with this, with this special 7-Eleven uh, job application talk. But yeah, any, any, anything to expand on, Gio? Yeah, actually, as you were as you were saying that, like just to drive this home and to move into the next part, really, of of this discussion, like a great example that I was thinking of, of really to, to release the stigma of this is if anybody understands or, you know, has a little bit of a clue about Star Wars, when you think about it, you had Darth Vader, the Siths and them um, who played into the same system as the Republic and all that of this galactic uh, culmination that was going on. But there was a turning point, whatever, in all these characters' lives at some point where they turned to the dark side of the Force. Well, okay, what Force do the Jedi use? There's no name for it. They just call it the Force. You know why? Because the dark side of Force is the same Force. There's only one force that's being used in that movie. Right. They call more so the Sith type energy of 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 the force, the dark side of the force. Right. Now. You know, when it comes to, you know, okay, well, then then I don't get it, though. So how are they? Doesn't that make them bad? Well, like I said, there's something that happens along the way in their own personal life that allows them to take this left-hand path. But are they not still powerful? Do they not have a major influence? Are they still not able to perform all these acts? Or do they not give the Jedis a run for their money? 
they do. But the thing is, I think about it is no matter what the force or we can say even the universal energy that's been expelled since before time has been the force has always had the intention of creating. So the difference in the use of the force when it comes to say we're talking about and this goes for the occult and black magic and all that is but I'm going to use it as a Star Wars reference is that how do they always end up creating or replicating in the dark side of the force they always end up in this destructive nature you know crushing one thing and inheriting for inheriting it for what it's got to create their ultimate goal their intention or whatever they want it to be right it's this conquering mentality this is conquering way of using the force by by brute will and all that and stuff and it's replicating and it's still creating something though no matter what it's still creating something and it's multiplying that side of the of the force and that side of the power and everything and the way we could see that in nature when it comes to this universal force that occurs in creation is that in order to create things in our physical reality, even humans, you get the one and then it divides in two. So there's creation through division. You know, that's that whole divide and conquer thing. And that's the same thing in Star Wars is what's what they're how they're using the force they're using to break apart and dismantle things to split it. And two, but ultimately it still ends up creating something. It just does it in an inverted manner where there's also creation through the force in say the Jedi way. And that's exactly what we have to think about as far as even when we're looking at magic, the occult, the esotericism, all these things, deities, beings, spirits, entities. That's the thing is they all are funneled through the same system. But when they come into our conscious awareness, when we start to allow mind to manipulate them and depending at what frequency we're at, we there's already existing frequencies of that, that are already divided from the original uh, point of source of this energy that has a lower, more denser frequency that is able to be tapped into, harnessed, and used in this reality as well. You know, that's the same thing like a virus. We consider a virus to be bad, right? But what does it do? It splits and multiplies and uses and consumes and attacks um, and, and kind of has this parasitic effect and uses what it has. And therefore, do we say then the white blood cells or the immune system is 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 evil or something? No, it's just the simple fact that it has altered it. It has changed it. It has inverted it and it has allowed it to attack itself. And that's the same concept. So we can see this. This is not just pseudoscience. This is this is this is real hypothesized experimental theories that it comes into it. So I think that alone if you don't get that, then I don't know what to tell you, but like that should have released already there, released the Sigma and allow us to go into this whole thing of understanding, you know, all the different intentions and the abilities of all these different in- interventions that occur.
Well said, and I'm glad you brought up the uh, the body mm-hmm. um, because if you want to think as the universe is a fractal place, right? Is like you know the 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 biggest proof, or the most obvious is this is a fractal universe because humans come out of humans. Yep. It's a Russian doll. I mean, out of us becomes a whole another whole a version of the whole, right? Yep. But also when you think of in the in the analogy of uh you know if like you want the secrets of the universe just use analogies like you see the fractal nature we mm-hmm. have 80 90 water in our body so does the earth uh when it comes to say the cells and you were talking about the cells which autoimmune disease is what you were referencing yeah. right is yes. like it's when the body attacks itself uh I, I don't know if most people know this but the way that the cells communicate in the body actually is vibrational there's signals that emanate from each of the cells to communicate the information to the next cell to the next cell. How do you think your whole body knows to work in this in this uh, cohesive, uh, orchestrated way when you take like a Tylenol or when you drink some alcohol and stuff? Like, how do you think you know the the, the, the constrict the blood vessels and all this other stuff goes on in in your brain and in your body and everything happens at once? Well, the body's communicating with itself, but it's not where. Where is it communicating? You say, oh, the nervous system. Well, the nervous system, what's the nervous system? It's the energy. Dude, I just sounded like Bruce Lipton. And I say, you ever notice in Bruce Lipton, he's like, well, then I say, well, then I say the body works like this. <laughs> anyway, go watch, anyone out there, go watch Bruce Lipton. You know what I mean? He says it every hmm. three minutes. But anyway, so, and then I say, the cells start to communicate with themselves and they send vibrational pulses out. So if you want to look at, like if you think certain things are wacky or 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 mumbo jumbo nonsense, spiritual nonsense, look at look at what happens into the like into nature itself and how mm-hmm. it does specific things, and you could see right then and there that this place is magical. Just that this once again the stigma of the word is just gonna kind of oh magical, ugh, you know, rabbit out of a hat and all that bullshit. You know, remove that decondition your mind mm. start to see the start to see everything for what it is and the fact that you are in a magical place i mean there's times even when like when we're doing this podcast and when i'm talking or i know geo probably feels the same way when he's doing certain things we a lot of spiritual people call this channeling mm. right but other people will call it being in the flow state and when i'm recording music or mm. writing music and all of that i hear musicians use the term oh, i'm in the flow state spiritual people go oh, i'm channeling mm. well where's that coming from Where's that instant inspiration and new ideas and all that stuff coming from? Where does, where does our creativity crum, uh, come from? So, and, and, where, and when you dream, look into that. You, you can't cut open your brain, your skull, and find your thoughts and your dreams. This place is absolutely magical. Mm-hmm. And so when we then look into things like esotericism and the occult, what we're actually studying at that point is the science of metaphysics, and we're we're learning how to work with the energy of the universe. Mm. We're we're using the the creative energy of this place, and uh, and and consciously in in a sense working with it. Right? We have two hemispheres of the brain, and one side's logical and rational, and we just you know five senses, uh, you know touch and see and feel and hear and all that stuff. But the other side is where those um, that, that imagination is. And when you look at some, like here's one of the conspiracies I think that's overlooked is they're they're dry, they're pulling us away from our, our imagination. They're having AI do it all for us. They don't. There's no reason to think your own individual thoughts and all of that. We'll take care of it. We'll do everything for you to govern the mind, government. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're guiding us away from controlling our own imagination and 
looking into occult matters, that's where all the power is. Manifestation. What do you have to do to manifest the things you want? You have to visualize. Well, where are you visualizing? Of course, in your imagination. You're doing occult work at that point. You're performing magic. It's just at at this stage, it's just semantics, really. And it's amazing how people oversee these, these, these things. And when it comes to raising your consciousness and that whole frame of mind and all of that, this is raising your consciousness, deconditioning the mind and alchemizing it into a new way of seeing the world. And this is what we're going to have to do to gain the power back to then recreate the world that it is we actually want to when you create. Well, a lot of people don't understand the dynamics of say rituals is when you're when where, where attention goes, energy flows. At this point, all the screaming, yelling, protesting, left, right, blue, red, you're feeding this mechanistic way of manifest man, how, how the world manifests itself through the imagination, whether it's through individuals or through the collective. So magic itself is the power. And most people are not going to want to admit that. Most people are not going to want to admit that occult knowledge is, is vital. It's being in the water, not knowing there's a shark. And you can be attacked at any time, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I, I definitely want to get also into a specific type of magic, but I mean, Gio, how do you feel about like when you look out into the world, you see a lot of people are, are, are under a spell, but how do you think that actually works or what do you think is actually going on? Right? Like, what do you think is actually happening where we can pinpoint for people like what it is and what they could do. Well, I mean, obviously a a huge thing comes from deep conditioning, right? That's one thing, how I see it. But no matter what, when you say you go up to that person and tell them, Hey, you're conditioned by this, 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 and that there's, do you think all of a sudden they'd be like, you're right. Some people may agree in certain places, but does that mean they're necessarily all of a sudden going to have this, life shift and stuff like that no not necessarily because that's how deep the programming is and then on top of it there's a lot of people that are going to have resistance to it and all that stuff why because they have upheld and maintained this frequency of consciousness that comes in no matter where it's come from you know and we could go into that and we kind of did in the previous episode so go back to that if anything where we kind of understand how this long line of maybe diluted conscious you know energy can you know possibly come from you know you know that because obviously that's the whole thing when we were talking about the whole metaphysical thing like that's understanding and syncing together all of the religions and their teachings the all the ancient knowledge the occult the um, you know, the cosmology of things like uh, nature, science, even today, like taking all those things and seeing how they all come into existence together, because it's not like this overall thing where everything is just going to be separate and it's not, uh, you know, and, and something, you know, each one of these groups, whatever the unseen or spiritual or mystical point of those things, it's all happening from from something different. No, most case scenario, it's all happening from the same force. Just they're all being interpreted different ways through these different groups. But I think the way that we could better understand the mechanisms that are occurring and how this magic is being facilitated in all these different 
areas is by looking at all the different areas is by allowing them to coexist and come into this culmination point. So therefore you can get a better representation using the language, using the symbolism and the imagination. Like you said, um, this way that's a ritual. I mean, not a ritual that's magic on its own. Cause now you're taking all these mm. things and concocting these things. Like it's, 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 you know, taking the snow and, and pulling it towards you and then starting to compact it tighter and tighter and tighter and now you're going to be able to launch that. Whereas if you just grab the power and throw it, it's going to have no velocity. It's going to go nowhere. But if you can bring it together, compact it and everything, and then chuck it like you got a nice snowball. And that's the purpose of using all these things and not, you know, right away turning something down because it goes against your religion or because it's different from what you're used to. That's good. You got to break out of that. That's why we say the whole deconditioning process. But I'm trying to think of what, you, you know, the question you kind of asked me of, you know, the whole thing of people like, you know, when you see people kind of go in that besides the programming, like I also think it comes from just, ex, you know, self-experience too, you know, and um experience in the world let's put aside the media and the predictive programming situations and stuff like that just overall experience of your environment you know we're quick to point out the negative aspects of things um and be able to be like that's negative but when it comes to maybe the more of the good the beneficial things you know we can only kind of count a few on our hands that we really want to note sometimes and i think that's the other thing it's like we're constantly looking at, you know, the negative and that's this almost like ungratefulness, you know, life is a gift and, and, and being disappointed by life is literally ungratefulness. You know, that's where you're having this misrepresentation, misrepresentation, identification of good and bad, you know, and that whole point is to transcend ourselves and we can use, and we could do this through like, the archetypes, so even when it comes to astrology, and it's it's we're using tools to help us come back and bring that snow in to have that better self awareness of what we're creating. You know, you're not going to see instant gratification sometimes. Maybe sometimes you do, but to have that expectation, you know, so right then and there, that's that's a good reason to look into uh, Taoism. You know, the Tao Te Ching. You know, th- there you go. I'm not, you know, I'm not Asian. You know, but does that mean I can't go look at that? No, because there's great teachings and there's truth in all things. So that's where we have to expand our consciousness. If we allow ourselves to have this boxed in, you know, way of, of being and, you know, and that's also could be a conditioning from our overall existence in this physical body, in this reality. Everything's always contained. You know, we're contained, our con- we're contained in a body, uh, you know, you know, our clothes contain our body. You know, we, we put ourselves in our clothes. We put ourselves in our house, in a room. We put our dead in a box, you know, like all these things that are always something you're what, what is your room? What does every room look like? It's almost like what's, what's yeah, the capsule? It's always, it's always something encapsulating right. it. So you're, you know, that's. Does that mean that, oh, well, the creators of this world have made it so evil and shit and it's this one and that one? No. That's 
literally the geometry of this physical carbon existence. You know, flesh is carbon based. It's a carbon based life life force and carbon is related to the cube. And that's why we see that. And that also is referenced to time. We have life and death. So it's like that's also we are a product of our environment. But we forget that this is not the only environment that we are part of. This environment is part of bigger and bigger and bigger environments. And that's the as above, so below, as within, so without part. So that's where we have to learn, oh, okay, so there's spiritual planes, there's astral planes, whatever. And, and these are the facilitations of words and language that we're going to allow them to, to be used within our own psyche to help us develop this outwardly expansive type way of going into consciousness and exploring our own. But a lot of times when it comes to the occult, when it comes to magic, conspiracies, so to say, and even esoteric, you know, spirituality, whatever it may be, is that we go so far out and we're always looking at what we can grab, you know, what we can latch onto out there and ride that in order to gain this ultimate, you know, beneficial uh, destiny of ours and stuff that you know, whether even it's the astrological timing like that, we're like, hey, you know what? Yeah, well, I have this transit and stuff. So like that, I got it. You know, that's I, I'm, you know, I'm waiting on that. I, I notice it. I'm just waiting on that. No, that's that's going to lead to disappointment and, and inaction. We have to learn how to go out there, see it. Perceive it, interact with it. We got to know how to interact with it, though understand what it even does and the different ways it could be interacted with, even the undesirable ways, bring it in how we want it to be, you know, how we want it to be used within ourselves and then facilitate it outwards. You know, what does a toroidal field do? A toroidal field goes like this and it comes in. Sure. Does it go out? Yeah. It's the same way it excretes the waste and and it needs to regenerate, but it's always cycling. You know, we're constantly perceiving that we're going through a trajectory perception, especially when it comes to time. You know, we're always on a mission. We are on a mission, but we have to understand the cycle, the cyclical nature of this mission. And are we going to be the part of the mission that's cycling down or cycling back up? Like, is this the regenerative, you know, and that's also has to do with the perception. So instead of perceiving this trajectory of like, we're going from here to this end. No, the trajectory is like, I'm going to keep going around and I'll keep cycling this energy and keep using it, going in and out and, and keep moving, keep it going. So I'll leave it, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. And well, another thing too, uh, things that were uh, crossing my mind as you were saying that is I think uh, the evil people, the elite Illuminati, all that is, the effect, right? And they do have, they do play a part, by the way, in the cause, because I do think we're co-creating with this reality. And I do think that they have uh, specific knowledge when to do things on specific dates and how to do ceremonial and ritualistic magic and all of that. I do think that's, that's all real. I mean, when you get into the study of this stuff, I mean, I started at the secret and the law of attraction and it led me to magic, right? Like deep, Deep into my studies, all of a sudden, I'm jumping from the law of attraction. Then I go to the astrology stuff, and I realize, oh, my God, there's this 
fatalistic side of life and uh, we're, we're impacted by like this realm has a plan for us and all of that, but we co-create with it. But in turn with all of like, oh, the bad people, the elitists, the Jesuits, the Illuminati, the Freemasons, all of that, that, that is one aspect to see, but it's only looking at more of an effect than a cause where yet I think the real enemy at the end of the day becomes ignorance our lack of will to investigate and do our own work and, and gain new knowledge, wisdom, expand our minds. And that would be, to me, the number one, that's the enemy to beat, right? It's our own personal dogmatic ignorance and uh, our, our loss of sight of the third eye. And to demystify that, it's just seeing things clearly, seeing things in the mind and seeing through the veil and seeing the, the patterns and the symbols and, and all of that and catching them, but preventing yourself from jumping into some sort of narrative and trying to convince people that you have it figured out completely right from the, right from the, the start. Like, oh, I connected it back to this secret society and these numbers link back to the Jesuits and all of that. All absolutely valid in my eyes at, to, to some extent, but we're only talking about one level. We're only talking about one layer of awareness, but then looking into things like occultic works and how our minds mold the world along with this natural energetic matrix that is created. And instead of trying to label it as good or evil, it's just to understand it. But if we're ignorant, there's our enemy because we're preventing ourselves from understanding the actual thing, the actual power it will take to then fight back or to not even just fight back, but to create, recreate the world in our own vision. Uh, you know, and it's funny when we talk astrological, Saturn's in Aquarius sitting there almost like that energy is like, if you're not in our group, then you're, we hate you. You're exiled. We're putting, we're, you're restricted. You're banned. That's all Saturn Aquarius. Does that, did, did, did society or the evil ones, elitists, did they look at that and they go, oh, Saturn's in Aquarius. So time to start, you know, shadow banning everybody and, and, and creating these certain situations where we're restricting networks and groups of people from even, even getting together and all of that. Maybe had some part of it. Maybe they, try and work with the stars as much as they can, but let's just jump back to the other end where there are these natural frequencies and natural vibrations that uh, impact the consciousness of humanity mm -hmm. on the individual and on the collective level. At this point, you're start. I hope you're starting to see that the ignorance of pushing it away because there's going to be demons or the Lord Jesus Christ is the only thing I need in my life. And there, and I respect all the people that believe that stuff. There's no, there's, you're, you, if anything, you're doing your own magic at that point. You're setting the stage for your own reality. You're, you're creating these templates by saying this is what I believe. But we're that powerful. Now, am I going to go as far as saying like with Aleister Crowley and all these people in the music industry that? you know, drink blood and fuck little kids of like, oh, do thou wilt or whatever. And more so of like on the left-hand path of saying, I'm a God, you know, I, I think that the level of ego that could come from that is what's satanic about that work. The power itself isn't satanic. And so our ignorance will keep us in the dark and it will prevent us from growing our our awareness and our wisdom of understanding the world and the realm we actually live in, the flat plane or the realm, the Taurus field realm that we inhabit, which, because that's where I'm at. Last episode, I say, 
I'm a flat earther. Well, no, I'm a Taurus field earther. I'm a realm earther. I think this is just a place. Whatever shape you give it is whatever shape you give it. To convince people we're on this spinning ball going how many miles an hour and spinning around the sun and doing all this, all the crazy shit that was like, it's like trillions to one that it could even happen. I'm just, I'm a realist at this point. I think we're in this realm created from more of an imaginative energy, the imagination of God or source and all of that. And we have a lot of power to work with. Yeah. But it's, Will we will we continue to shut ourselves down from the power and continue on our dogmatic points of view and and t- tend to shun all this stuff as being evil and devil worship? Yeah, I mean that's that's where now it comes to differentiating that whole you know what you know where's the intervention you know is it human intervention or is it divine intervention mm. and yes. We've constantly seen the pointing out and the pointing of the finger, jumping out your bathtub, yelling, screaming, throwing your rubber ducky of being like, it's this person, it's Soros, it's Rockefeller, it's this one. I I believe those are things to look at, but they are not meant to be end results. Because if we think about it this way, there is a more divine intervening influence, though. And when we say divine, it doesn't necessarily mean good and it doesn't necessarily mean bad. It just means from a higher order that comes about. But in this physical realm, this physical plane, what I just thought about was that something or someone in the physical has to act out this effect from this conscious stream or this frequency, wherever it's coming from. Or else we wouldn't have the awareness of the dualities that we do. We wouldn't have polarities in that case then. And this physical existence would look completely different. Some might say that's heaven on earth then, you know, or just everything would just be the same in that case. Everything would just be one. We may not have individuality at that point then if we didn't have those opposition or this splitting of the of of the force, you know, it keeps bringing me back to that. It's crazy how like, you know, you want to talk about channeling. This is what really just kept up for me was that whole Star Wars thing. It makes sense because what I say before, it's like there needs to be some sort of division for like not that there needs to be division, but d- dividing is also an effect and it also helps create in a certain in a certain way as we look at it throughout nature so therefore you know that's where this role comes in so your soros your you know your rockefellers rothschilds you know these aristocrats and oligarchs and you know politicians whatever it may be and and whatever choices they make the same you know type of energy or frequency or you know higher divine source that you may be latching on to they are as well you know it's there's nothing new under the sun it's it's the same use i mean not the same use it's the same so it's two utes the two utes it's the same culmination of this energy this consciousness this frequency i mean you know it's the same trying to think of how to say it. it's not the same frequency it's not whatever that's the whole thing 
It's just a different level of it. And there's higher levels. There's lower levels. And once again, let's not go into good, bad. Some may just be more in a denser state. Higher expression, lower expression. I mean, more carnal expression, more divine expression. More, more rapid, you know, more elongated. It doesn't matter. But it's the fact that it's that no matter what, there's going to be that. This is the same way in astrology. And this is how we can also use astrology to look at the forces is the same way that you have a polarity in astrology. One sign has an opposition. You know, the, the moon and the sun oppose at some point, you know, but also, you know, we could say, oh, well, that's a full moon and we got a full moon coming up. Right. And there's a lot of stigma around the full moon. All the crazies come out. People act weird. Fucking, you know, the police reports go up higher and stuff during those times. You know, we, we have that. Uh, we have those st- statistics. But also in the more spiritual sense, we also understand that it's, you know, th- there there's an illumination happening um, on on the moon, on our awareness of our emotions and this deeper aspect part of ourselves that is calling for our attention. But you can take that attention that you have of this and you you can go in more so a div, uh, in a divisive or destructive nature or you could come into more tune with yourself and more harmonious and create this, you know, outward expansion and expression on your field and your frequency that allows others to feel that too, you know, and you could still build up your field in a certain way, but it also can become denser and therefore it can repel things away from you. You know, that there's, that's what I'm saying where there is a level of choice, but no matter what this divine order is coming into play and there's, you know, out of order, there's chaos there's chaotic order, you know, but there's also harmonious, balanced order too. And it's just, you know, this is where we do have the choice of which do we wish to hop on the wave and ride out for and stuff like, you know, you can ride the baby waves in the ocean and stuff like that, or you can ride, you can, you can sit there and you could kind of wait and position yourself. Not that you're just being patient and like, I'm just waiting. No, you also got to make sure when you're surfing, right? You got to position yourself a certain way. You got to time things a certain way and you're waiting for the right wave to come and you could just jump on any old wave, but that wave might break early. You may not get it at the right angle. You might've waited too long, whatever it may be. And you crash and boom, and you could go tumbling into the rocks if anything, but you also could learn to ride that wave and understand the positioning of the of the wave and seeing the nature of it and gliding along it and ride it out pretty fucking long, you know, and have a fantastic ride or something like that. So, you know, that's how we can also see more so of the astrological fluences. And once again, I know it's said before, but we have to say it again, is that that cosmic clock, that schematic, that blueprint in the sky is giving us more insight into where consciousness in general is at, whether it's the collective, where our own personal subconscious is at, you know, things that it's saying that we, you know, to, that we need to look at within ourselves or be aware of. It's the waves themselves. Knowing yes. what the waves are that you're saying that we have to ride is the stars. Yeah. And that's it. And it's you're being able to learn the tides and the swells and 
uh, all you know, the wind speeds and all those things. Rip currents. The rip currents, exactly, to be able to understand how you need to position yourself in order to ride this wave out or not ride the wave. You know, no matter what, it's a current. The waves are always going to keep coming in the ocean. And it's like the etheric ocean, right? It's the like the ether is just a higher vibrational form of water. So using water in an ocean is an actual perfect analogy and goes right back to the first one that I had given earlier was sharks in the water. So you also have these waves. You have the motion of the ocean. You have you, the surfer, who's riding the board, knowing do you even know how to ride the board? Do you know when the waves are coming and what kind of waves and currents there are? But there's also sharks in the water, too. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of water talk, and it's just like very, just give me very uh, full moon and Pisces. Yeah, pre full moon and Pisces vibes. Hey, man. And we got the blue. Yeah, and there you go. See, we're riding, we're riding that wave. We're tapping into a frequency ourselves. You know, and we're performing these things, you know, we also yeah. could take this information and turn it upside down on its head and, you know, fear monger with upcoming tides and everything. We can we can scare people into convincing themselves not to ride the waves to get the fuck out of the ocean. It's too dangerous. A lot of people do that, too. Yeah. A lot of astrologers, by the way, mm-hmm. I think are, are either they're too like. I'm going to make you fear what I'm saying so you listen to me more so then we could go positive together. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to be love and light. Don't worry about it. Just get out your journal, do some yoga, meditate, and all of that. And I do think there's an individual, there's an individuation that needs to occur with how you work with the energies and then also how you observe how the, how the collective works with the energies, right? So it's mm-hmm. this is understanding the science of metaphysics. When you look at astrology, say, it's a sign of symbols and archetypes that resonate out into the ether then yet affect our consciousness mm-hmm. and affect the way we think and what we do and how we feel and all of that. And so by not knowing this, it's not knowing how to surf. Yeah. You're, and in, the, the thing. you're in the water with the sharks. That's it. Yeah. Can you even that's, swim at that point? That's the other thing. Are you going into a spot in the ocean or whatever, a location that's heavily infested with sharks. You know, have you read the reports? You know, have you, have you, have you, have you looked into it? Yeah. Have you read the 9-11? Have you read the 9-11 yeah. commission report? I mean, there's a, a bunch lot of sharks. sharks. A lot of sharks in just today, in today's society. And it's so easy to get caught up and consumed with all the mm. negativity and the who's who and who's doing what or potentially doing what. And that's fine to a degree, to a degree, because therefore that means we're just constantly looking outside of ourselves and just pointing out. And whether you're doing it or not out loud, most of the times those people who are, you know, bitching about the politics that are going on in this one and stuff like that, they're psychologically projecting their own misery and blaming all these outside things, all these outside influences saying how they can't basically telling themselves that they can't get somewhere or they can't do something or they can't have a specific life because of what Joe Biden is doing or what Trump is doing or what whatever stuff is doing. I don't know about you. I mean, granted, we all feel some sort of effect in some way, but I don't know about you. But like I chose to I ain't going to let that should dictate my life, I'm going to do what I have to do and learn how to surf. 
learn how to ride the waves and figure out the waves that are coming and prepare myself and stuff. And a lot of that has been through the occult and the astrology. Many of you motherfuckers wearing swimmies out there. Yeah, that's it. You boogie board. You a lot of you are boogie boarding where there's fucking intense waves and professional surfers going on. You're going to get hit with a surfboard. And then you're going to cry. And who knows when that tsunami. Yeah, who knows when that tsunami. Yeah, don't blame the too. surfers that are also riding this wave. Blame yourself for being at the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong equipment and little experience or knowledge. But you have that ability to, to, to go into that and get that. And this is what we're trying to say when it comes to understanding these different ways and the aspects of, of, of the occult and rituals and no matter who's performing them, there's, they're always using the same backing. You know, when it comes to the same backing, it's whatever element that's, and it's all the elements when you really think about it that are coming together and being alchemized in order to create something, you know, in this, in this realm, but also going through other realms to be able to have this desired effect. Whatever the reason for the effect, that's unto, you know, the, 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 you know, that's unto the person and stuff like that. And yeah, we can also say the fact that it's like, is that really what they want? Even if you were to ask them, say you wanted to ask John D. Rockefeller and stuff, it was like, did you really want to like knock down the trade center and stuff like that and crash the economy and do this? And, um, you know, for police state and control everybody and whatever and get everybody scared and stuff like that. George, I mean, he could literally turn around and say, yeah, I did. Because it allows me to shift the whole world into, uh, you know, whatever way I want it to be and stuff like that. But we could also go on a stretch and be like, were you programmed by anything? Did you have any sort of influences that put you in that? That it's not just, even if it's your family, that could go down the line and stuff like that. And it could come from something that's beyond this world. I was going to add to that and say, could the magic and the occult knowledge that these elitists gained over the past hundred years or even thousands of years maybe backfired? Where mm-hmm. many, many years ago when they first discovered this, who knows in the beginning of whenever if it was really discovered, which I'm sure if it was always for, it may have always been for a power grab and for evil, quote unquote. But also could they, could the consciousness or almost the addiction to the power mm-hmm. infect and start to plant itself as a parasite in the consciousness of these certain bloodlines where yet now they're affected on a consciousness level on a frequency level by this, I guess for lack of better words, this external mm-hmm. lower vibrational force that tends to, it's like a tuning fork and it has a certain type, uh, as a certain definition, uh, or certain definitions of like qualities, uh, that sent that, that tend to be evil or, or thirsty for power, which at the detriment of other people, all of a sudden, uh, a sudden it starts to play out, but more of this is in this habitual and, uh, this habitual level or has this momentum. And so maybe where a lot of people like within the, in the magic world or occult world, they say, if you work with magic, it's very dangerous because you don't know what could come from it. I think that's where the stigma comes from is you could get possessed. You could be, you know, be affected by demons and all of that, but that's because it comes with a lack of awareness and a lack of discipline. You know, you can be at a shooting range 
and you might not know how to use the fucking gun and you turn and you're doing this and that and all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, I can fire this gun. You shoot your, the buddy to your, you know, to your left. That's a very extreme example and very nonsensical, but it just gives a visual for you have this person, uh, this force and power and you don't know how the people that are misusing it in some sort of sense, how, how that came about. That doesn't deny the fact that it is being misused and that things are being done on a, on, a, on a mass level against humanity that is now programming the masses to then be formed into whatever, to, what, to, to the will of whatever is doing it to us. You know, so also, uh, and we'll go into this in a little bit, but this is why looking into 9-11 as something that could potentially have been this psychological mass ritual is pretty vital to like at least entertain so you could see it from a different perspective and realize that this stuff does seem like it's real when it comes to how it's being used. Like a lot of what the conspiracy community claims are actually, a lot of them are, it's true, a lot of them. And only because of the fact that when you see beyond just the physical effect and you see at what could be causing it, it starts to really become alive and you start realizing this place is magical and, and, and with good or bad are just polarities of how the energy is used. So I, I, I recently, by the way, I've, I, I said this last week and you said last week, the, the, key, the word of the week was chaos. Well, the, the phrase of the week or, or title of the week is chaos magic because me personally, after really digging deep into this stuff, it seems to be probably one of the main mechanistic things that are that's that's causing uh, uh, the, the impact it is on humanity and the consciousness of humanity and how when you look out into the world, it seems like everyone's under a spell and all that. And the astrologers will just say, oh, well, this planet's here and this is alignment's here. Well, yeah, that probably has something to do with it. But there also seems to be some sort of chaos magic being performed. And we've, we, we've been trying to prime you guys into this part of the conversation because if we just started off the episode and go, oh, well, we're going to talk about chaos magic. Mm-hmm. Most of you may not have made it more than 10 minutes, yeah. but at this point, at least you can see where we're coming from and see by, by looking at the world in a metaphysical fashion and seeing what esoteric, esotericism truly is and how it works. Well, then we could start really taking this serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One thing I want to add in before you start going more into that is just this thought of like, let's consider this too. Like, especially when we were talking about like this, you know, uh, kind of like this passing down through generations of this type of consciousness or, or whatever it may be like, uh, you know, of the acting out of, of maybe more so of what we consider to be destructive natures and stuff like that. Right. Or the more chaotic point of things. If you go back just from one parent, right? Think of your parents and just pick one of them. If you go back 200 years, that's like over 4,000 of your ancestors that had to do things a specific way, certain mentalities and mind and actions and do everything to lead up to your existence. And I think that those memories like this is where you could kind of get into the Joe Dispenza thing where he starts talking about, you know, how we have this ability to manipulate the genomes and 
you know, uh, for healing and, you know, basically changing our DNA or activating our DNA. Well, we could look at it besides healing. There's also this ability that through this certain mind, say going back all those ancestors, and let's just say going back further than 200 years, there's this ability to change or activate, you know, to change the DNA a certain way that gets passed down through all this time. And there may be certain occurrences now after those 4,000 or more ancestors that that genetic is in you and holds that memory. And it's a programming as well. And the right thing can activate that and say it's a lower conscious state or something like that. It potentially could activate through something, whatever it may be, trauma or something. It doesn't matter. And that can allow that person to go into the mind state of, you know, really more so heavily based in the seven deadly sins, you know, rather than trying to make the spiral upward and go up to Jacob's ladder, all that shit. Right. So therefore, that's how we can kind of look at maybe the more you know, humanistic side of these, so say, people that are intervening and, you know, creating crises for certain effects or whatever it may be, you know, and, 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 and that's the thing we have to realize too, on a smaller scale about ourselves, about how we have the potential to activate and deactivate things within ourselves, what need be. But if you don't know where you're going or what you're looking for and stuff and what you're trying to really activate or anything or how it even works or how to even do it, then it doesn't matter. So this is what we're trying to kind of relate to you. But yeah, continue with that. That's just something that just kind of like came to mind. And I was like, that's a lot of fucking ancestors. I got to do a lot of shit just to get you to be where you are at now. Yeah, we, you know what it is too? We lose sight so quickly. And because the world moves so fast now and we have the technology and, we, and you know, and the way just society is in itself and it's the rat race and this capitalism and all of that. I mean, I'm not knocking on any of those things to be wrong. I don't think up to this point, really anything's like, it's all played a purpose up to this point. So of course there's no wrong here, but it's just, how can we take it from, uh, how can we take it from here and then evolve, right? So- if we could look at it this way, I do think, I do think that the, the the next step is to see how we can evolve from here. But of course, analyze history and not deny the fact that everything has had a purpose up to this point. But it's also taken this to a next step, to the next level. And if anyone is out there who believes in with you know like with the age of Aquarius and the next, with it, we have the new age and and astrology is coming in and all of this divination and all this. You know, we're in. Uh, I, I mean, I hear so many people say different things, but I, I have a, a, a frame of mind that it's we're leaving the Kali Yuga, we're leaving the Dark Ages, so we're we're becoming enlightened. Aquarius, that brother with a bucket, coming to dump all the uh, the knowledge on us, <laughs> and uh, th- this is I, I I do think this is the vital next step is seeing things beyond the physical. And we're going to have to open up our minds. Sorry to say it to everyone that if you're not willing to open up your minds to at least a new way of thinking and involving some sort of esoteric understanding, stepping outside of your dogmas, I don't think you'll be on the for, uh, on the on the forefront of fighting this spiritual war, which technically is ex- it's most people want to blame a, an external force, but I do think it's 
when we've retained our power, we win the war. So it's actually our only enemy is ourselves. So what I'm going to do real quick, Geo, is go through the um, the principles of chaos magic because I do feel like chaos magic is what's, it's kind of like the main note being played on people uh, that's that's working this more of this like propaganda based magic and and all of the things we're experiencing to to form a new world. So I'm going to go into that real quick, and I'm going to get mm-hmm. up this page that I have up here, and we're this way you can follow along if you're watching the video. Right. Help you help you more so embed it into your own mind. So I'm going to start with uh, you know what is magic, and we've talked about it up to this point. Uh, what our what our own ideas are from it, and through my research and study, I've gathered at least what I f- would find the most valuable uh, perspectives on it. So, what is magic? The world is magical. We might get a sense of this after climbing a mountain and looking down upon the landscape below, or in the quiet satisfaction at the end of one of those days when everything has gone right for us. Magic is a doorway through which we step into mystery, wildness, and eminence. We live in a world subject to extensive and seemingly all-embracing systems of social and personal control that continually feed us the lie that we are each alone, helpless, and powerless to affect change. Uh, Magic is about change, changing your circumstances so that you strive to live according to a developing sense of personal responsibility. We search through dead languages and tombs for secret knowledge, ignoring the mystery of life that is all around us. So for the moment... Forget what you've read about spiritual enlightenment, becoming a 99th level magus, and impressing your friends with high-flown gobbledygook. Magic is surprisingly simple. So what can it offer? One, a means to disentangle yourself from the attitudes and restrictions you were brought up with and which define the limits of what you become, what you may become. Ways to examine your life to look for, understand, and modify behavior, emotional and uh, and thought patterns which hinder learning and growth. Three is to increase of confidence and personal charisma. Four is a widening of your perception of just what is possible once you set your heart and mind on it. Now, up to this point, this is from more of a magical book that I found. And I mean, if you really think about comparing this to manifestation and self-development books, I mean, come on, everybody. So to, to deny magic is denying all the self-help stuff and self-development stuff that you guys are all reading about and, and the things that I've gone into. So I start to see these parallels and it, it furthered my, my interest in it. So the fifth is to develop personal abilities, skills, and perceptions. The more we see the world, the more we appreciate that it is alive. Six, more of a simple one, to have fun. Magic should be enjoyed. And seven, to bring about change in accordance with will. Now that seventh one, to bring about change in accordance with will, right? So if the one of the main ideals of using magic is to bring about change in accordance with will, this isn't just saying a mindset. This isn't just saying, oh, I you know, lift up my cup of coffee and I put it here. To my will, I've changed reality. No, we're talking on a metaphysical level. So, Or just wanting. Like, you know, that's, or, you know, this constant want, is telling you that you lack something and there's a repelling force when it comes to that. So I think that's big to understand this whole, you know, will 
rather than just wanting. And it's a little bit more than just desire. Right. And you can see how people can, you know, I'll, I'll go back to the people who think it's evil and satanic and all of that. Yes, there is a quote from Aleister Crowley. It's like, do without wilt. And yeah, there is an aspect of that to where you consider yourself a God and that you control other people and you control your reality and all of that. And I always rip on that whole, oh, manifest a specific person and get them to do things you want. That's left-hand path shit. That's why I'm so against it. That is what Crowley is kind of portraying in, in a slightly more general aspect is that do it that will like, oh, I'll just get I'll mold the world to my vision and almost to my vision and no one else's where when I create a vision, I get people to come in like a cult, follow my cult and we're going to shape it the way we want it starting to sound like some someone or something or some sort some organization or corporation that runs the world, of course, and 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 their power in my opinion, is stemming from this form of magic. Uh, and get used to that word because it, it, it's, I emphasize that it's just like what they did to conspiracy. You hear the word conspiracy and there's an energetic vibration that's over it. It's colored in with, this is fucking stupid or this is bullshit. No, it's not. If anything, we're the stupid ones by denying it with our ignorance. So anyway, I continue. So magic, magic can do all of this and more. It is an approach to life which begins at the most basic premises. What do I need to survive? How do I want to live? Uh, Who do I want to be? And then gives a set of conceptual weapons and techniques for achieving those aims. So here we're going to go into these quick six uh, core principles of chaos magic and and we'll we'll, uh, reflect and expand on uh, why we would think that this would be uh, any bit irrelevant to what we're going to talk about with 9-11. So the core principles of chaos magic in the first one is the avoidance of dogmatism. Chaos magicians strive to avoid falling into dogmatism unless expressing dogmatism is a part of a temporary belief system that they've entered. Uh, Discordians use katmas, such as us Discordians must stick apart. Thus, chaos uh, magicians feel entitled to change their minds, contradict themselves, and come up with arguments that are alternatively plausible and implausible. It has been pointed out that we invest a lot of time and energy in being right. What's wrong with being wrong occasionally? Oh, and by the way, G, I'll let you get uh, four, five, and six. Uh, The second is personal experience. Uh, Actually, wait, wait. Let's real quick... Ref- I did have a let's let, let's go over yeah so what do you think about uh the the first core principle of chaos magic well I could kind of see an example especially on that last part about um uh you know uh chaos chaos magicians feel entitled to change their minds contradict themselves and come up with arguments that are alternatively plausible plausible and implausible I mean we could see that a lot today now on the world stage when it comes to a lot of the contradictory that we see in politics and, you know, the current administration and stuff like that. Um, is that to say that they're all chaos magicians? No, no like, yeah. you know, but does that mean, you know, it goes back to that whole being in the ocean and you could be a marine biologist or not, but if the sharks in the water, it doesn't matter. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so, you know, I'm just saying how I could see that playing out in accordance. And if we could see it with that, then we can relate it to other things and, even our own personal lives and maybe other people around us and back to the whole nine 11 thing, which we'll get into, but that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. I mean, and there are so many conspiracies out there and uh, different theories that when, with, when people are analyzing something about the Freemasons or the Jesuits or the Illuminati and all this other stuff, 
it's chaotic to me, right? It's fucking mm. chaotic. You're like, I don't, you know, and there's so many contradictions that go along with some of the so-called rituals and, and certain theories where you're like, well, wait a minute, Dave, if they perform this and, uh, and at this ritual and then they do this here, isn't this contradicting? So, and, and in the future, I'm, I'm surely as we go more into even some of the conspiracy stuff that I will find absolute examples. Cause I know I'll be sticking with this and we'll be sticking with, uh, the, um, at least at times really discussing chaos magic considering that it might be actually impacting our lives and isn't isn't that one of the most important feats of all of this stuff is well what does Hmm. this affect me why should i know about this this doesn't affect my daily life i don't see how it could do anything for me well if you'd actually wrap your mind around it you'd be missing the point if you'd say that you know if you say otherwise don't you want a little more harmonious balanced uh you know environment for yourself doesn't mean you're going to change the world, but you can develop a little bit more influence in your own environment, in your own personal self. Yeah, you can also see where you're sending and giving your energy to. Mm-hmm. And by doing that and by seeing that, then you're also, you're, you are creating your world, right? And yeah. you're also co-creating with the rest of the world and the universe because you know you have that power too. But when you are caught up in all the chaos and you're looking at all the theories and you're coming up with all the narratives, but then that's what you're focusing on and you're not realizing what you're doing. You know, you're the little kid with the loaded gun at that point and you're just firing mm-hmm. random bullets at, and sometimes you could be hurting your own team or your own friend or family member. Like, you, it, this, is, this is the stuff we have to start getting into because I do believe that there is no next step. What are we going to do for the rest of this, you know, period of time where we have to figure out this big puzzle, right? What are we just going to do? Talk about the narratives, talk about the symbols, talk about who's doing what. You know, it was what we emphasized the last talk is, okay, what are we going to do about it? And I do, this is my cry out to say, I think our next step is to realize what magic is and how esotericism really works. And uh, I pay homage to the Syncretism Society and and people who study syncretism and Bro Sanchez and mm-hmm. the Flat Earth community and all of that because they're trying to make take the next step. I don't have really any respect, much respect, for the people who rip on people trying to think all in an alternative way or see mm-hmm. it in a different view because you don't know where that leads you. You don't know even if you're seeing something in the wrong way. You don't know what if that led you to the course correction that actually gets you on the path regardless of what you believe now. So to step outside of our dogmatic beliefs and thinking that we're right or we know it, where we can know a lot and we know many things and we can point out this conspiracy, we can point out these elitists and we can point out all the things on the main stage and like we'll do with 9-11 tonight. Uh, You know, we'll we'll point out all the things that point to, oh my God, these guys Mm -hmm. are really doing this and this is actually happening. But yeah, Uh, one more thing though, more so on on that personal basis of that first of that first principle, like especially the contradictory part is, you know, you just said before about changing our own world. Well, one of the ways that we contradict ourselves and we use chaos magic on ourselves is we're constantly influencing our world with our words. You know, it's that whole thing. Well, I want a peaceful, loving life and this and that. But you're also constantly saying, oh, I want to kill myself. Oh, you know, I fucking hate my life. Oh, I, you know what I mean? Like those have an effect, you know, I'm not saying you got to be a complete Mormon and stuff about everything, but like, you know, think about the self-talk of what's happening there. Think about the psychology between that, you know, and therefore, you know, you're kind of creating this type of generation, you know, this generative thing in your own life 
by the certain words you use because words create worlds. Right. And I'm glad you said that, too, because I know that immediately you have those over rationale type of people that are like, well, if I said I kill myself and I didn't kill myself, well, why didn't I kill mm-hmm. myself? Or if I said uh, something and I, it didn't manifest. Well, no, mm-hmm. there's a, a, to me, it's like, did you really believe you would we were going to kill yourself? Or did you really believe that thing that mm-hmm. you'd said, like, oh, fuck all this. I'm fucking quitting this job today. And then you don't. Well, it's like, yeah. well, if I said I was going to, then why didn't it manifest? It's like, well, no, there's a momentum factor, right? Like things, there's a reason why things don't manifest themselves immediately in this realm. Because if they did, there'd be some fucking crazy shit going on. Cause we all know through the 60,000 plus thoughts we think a day, we think of some weird fucking shit. Yeah. You know, I don't care anybody out there. You think some weird fucking shit every day. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are and what you do, how normal you are on the surface where the mind goes and where it wants to go sometimes is fucked up. And we can all agree on that. All right. So I, I mean, some of us yeah. might be more fucked up than others, I'm sure. But I, I'm positive that that monkey mind that we all have tends to go in weird ass directions. And if we were to manifest things immediately, yeah, it, that, it, most people are like, I wish I could just have it right now. Or I wish I could just manifest and all that. I, no, you don't. No, you don't. You don't wish yeah, that you are, you are manifesting the this d- displeasing and unhappy type of mentality that you, no matter what you have to live with that. So you are manifesting something. Well, yeah, yeah you aren't yeah, physically right. manifesting, killing yourself or whatever and stuff. But constantly, I hate my life. This sucks. There's a vibration work. to that. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. there's you therefore are just keeping yourself like you don't. I might always in a bad mood. Well, maybe it's your self talk, too. You know, that's the chaos spell that you're putting on yourself there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Mm -hmm. when people hear the word chaos too, I mean, first of all, what's the, for all the conspiracy heads out there, what's that phrase that the the masonries live by? What's, what's their favorite phrase? Order Order out of chaos. chaos. Duh. So they're, they're regaining or they're gaining the order that they, they want to manifest and want to instill on humanity out of the chaos. I mean, the fact that, that, that when I discovered chaos magic, it was one of the most obvious things, right? It's like, oh, order out of chaos, order out of chaos magic, order out of getting people to manifest what we want them to manifest because we know the principles of uh, not just the magic, but just how the universe works. Why has the CIA and the government been paying millions and millions of dollars for over 60 years on discovering how the world works? How it's like that CIA mm-hmm. document. Oh, the earth or the world is a holographic. We live in a holographic universe. And then you have Hitler chasing after all the, the occult knowledge and, and raiding Tibet and all that other stuff too. He was after something because it was power. This is power. Yeah. And maybe you're not manifesting something for yourself. Like once again, with this first principle, like what about the haters out there? Oh, fuck this guy. Uh, this guy's a loser. Uh, he probably doesn't do it, but somehow Maybe over time, no matter how much you're hating on that person, you see them start, you see them keep accumulating abundance, the relationship, the this, the money, the cars, the clothes, and you're like, what the fuck? Well, there's some sort of order happening out of your chaotic nature of the words you speak to. And it could be towards that, towards somebody else. And therefore, the backlash is that. You're feeling like you're left behind. You're feeling like you're the one. Well, why am I not getting somewhere? Why am I not? Because you're 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 preying on everybody else's happiness and it's coming to your own demise. And instead of focusing on your own self and the things that you want to be doing and the way you should be acting and the way you should be 
you know, reflecting on your own self, like you talking shit about them and hating on them is only just a reflection of the hate you have on yourself. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. And there's a vibrational conversation being had with all of this yeah. and we are being ignorant and not knowing how that works or we get halfway there because then we study Bob Proctor and the law of attraction and Abraham Hicks and Aaron Dowdy and all these people. And we're like, oh, well, love and light manifest, you know, whatever you focus on comes about and all this other stuff. It's like, well, no, I, I honestly do believe that this that was like half half the truth of what magic is that just got leaked out and, and repackaged up as the manifestation community when yet that's exactly what this stuff is. But we're also missing key elements and key ways of seeing it to actually, you ever notice a lot of people out there, I know you feel this is you get into that manifestation stuff, you get really excited. And then all of a sudden you have a fucking big problem with actually manifesting the things you're trying to. Well, I do think this is where occult stuff comes into play. Magic, uh, things that are going on the global or mass scale, collective scale, and then also the astrological influences. So we are, we're not aware of the energetic effects or broadcasts that are coming from many different sources. And getting into something like magic and occult is actually giving you the access points of how other energies are affecting you and then how you could actually communicate back and affect where, you know, you have like even with that witchery bullshit, which I'm not a fan of. Where like they do like these certain banishing spells and they do, you know, certain types of, uh, you know, I'll just stick with the spells and all that. They do certain things and you think, oh, fucking witches, fucking bullshit, stupid, whatever, mm -hmm. this and that. It's like, well, maybe the dressing up with the dumb hat and the whatever, if you think that's <laughs> stupid, what in a black cat and they have to do their, they got to be all, and I'm not trying to rip on them, but to, it's just to me, it's like, you know. You could point out I have big lips and a big nose and say I'm fucking st a stupid know-it-all Sagittarius rising. Go ahead. But I think the witch shit's bullshit. It's tomfoolery. Uh, like, like it's more... No, you know why? You know why? It's not because I actually care about that. It's It becomes like the... Um, superficiality of yeah. it, you know like it's just all about that at that point point. and then do you know what that looks like to the rest of the people that maybe like could you blinds the truth it just does. keeps putting the veil over and stuff but with a really stupid black hat yeah but the conclusion hat. of that hat. we'll leave the conclusion of that first one is don't just constantly get used to getting off by only inserting the tip it, right because you know what that's going to lead to yeah yeah no go go all ball, go balls deep that's yeah. right go balls deep <laughs> and also don't and what it's saying like emphasize like avoid dogmatism meaning like even you religious heads out there like praise jesus and all of that and it's just only the word i respect all of that but it's the fine. thing is is you have to look at the application and where you're cutting yourself off from actually expanding your mind and also from condemning other people yeah, and what they believe at least don't demonize other people Right, that's yeah. the worst part. And and if if the if the world works like a mirror and what you send out comes back to you like a boomerang, you ever question why Christians and Catholics get so much shit? Mm. That the energy they're sending out is actually boomerang back to them and that's why you guys get attacked and things people rip on them and you know like the, the energy the, that principle is more important than knowing that the Lord Jesus Christ is going to save you. Because you're actually, it's more basic, foundational. Build mm. up to the fact and learn and then really come up with the real reasons why Jesus Christ is your savior yeah. opposed to what the guy in the fish hat told you at church. Yeah, even if it's not an outwardly condemning type way of doing things or bashing somebody, cursing them out, whatever and stuff. Obviously, you're religious. You're not Blasphemy. doing that. You know, yeah, stuff like that. He's just a blasphemer. There's an element of judgment, though. 
and this looking down on. And you're also having this stance that goes against your own religion of like not having this sense of compassion in a sort of sense for those people and also an openness and understanding. You're burning the bridge. Yeah. Through ignorance. Whereas, yeah, where you can actually be using that moment to build the bridge and they can get something from you and you could get something from them. But if you think like, nah, I got what I need. I don't I don't need nothing from that person. So fuck them. Well said. And and I do think then if someone were to ask me, well, what's my belief set? It's like, well, no, that's the point of this. Like, it's just it's it's ends up sounding like left hand path stuff, but it's you are the power. You know, Jesus even said in the Bible that don't you know that you are all gods Mm -hmm. and that whatever I could do, Mm -hmm. you could do better. Now, I don't think that's it's safe to say that you could go, I'm, I'm a God in a sense yeah. of like, I'm the God, like the almighty overarching God. Cause you don't know what that, the implications of that, but, but you, we are the children as Christianity says yeah. of God. So that means we are created in his image and we are creators just like he or she or, um, Israel is, you know, the, the, yeah. the, he, she, uh, I, or not, or like genderless God, right. Just like the all arching power and source of this world. So, yeah, it, it's and and by the way, just not to rip on Christians and Catholics. Guess who else does it? The fucking spiritual community does it. Oh yeah, they're terrible with it. Oh, my God, yeah. they might be worse than the religious heads because oh, there's, just, so, there's so much political division and stuff like that, especially in the astrological community and stuff. Oh, and like they're fucking crazy. liberal, yeah. liberal fucking it's cocks, crazy. dude. I, I'm it's I'm old, I'm so look. I I have been so nice. Using the astrology to to go with their worldviews. That's that's that's. That, that's blasphemy. Cuckoldism. <laughs> That's what that is. That's cuckoldism. Because and I'm sick of that because you know what? I've I've actually, we've been Should doing be this unbiased. podcast and I don't think I've said many mean things, but I'm being a little mean here because I've sat here and respected, say, more so the liberal side of that community and listen to them and give them the views and sometimes buy their classes True. and listen to what they have to say and all that. And I, I actually do have a respect. I think there's some amazing astrologers out there and I, I tend to drop no names. But all I'm saying is, is though, I do see what you guys are doing though. Yeah. And, and whether doing you a see disservice. it, whether you see it or whether you don't see it, you are doing a fucking disservice. And mm-hmm. it's actually really annoying because I got for me getting into knowledge like this. I mean, I feel like it's developed some sort of mental faculty where I have the awareness to, to say, why am I being liberal? Why am I even choosing a side on mm-hmm. a system that's broken? You know, yeah. oh, well, technically, because uh, a Saturn Aquarius conjunction says that we shall, 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 shall. that's a, it ends up sounding like non. It's just it's feeding into your views at that point, which, by the mm-hmm. way, is dogmatic. And yep. um, that's not what it's supposed to be. That's not in the age of Aquarius, how we end up building networks and communities. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Don't yep, you put yep, that yep, evil yep, on yep, me, yep, Ricky. Yep, Don't you put is. that evil on me. So uh, I guess I'll carry on. I think that's yes. I think we got our point across. Yeah. I'm surprised. Right, I didn't I'm think glad we were we going to go that deep into the first one. No, but I mean, hey, man. Hey, we, there we, you go. we can. We can for all of them if we want. So, uh, so number two, personal experience is paramount. In other words, don't take my word that such and such is the case. Check it out for yourself. Magic has suffered extensively from armchair, uh, armchair theorists who have perpetuated myths and out-of-date information purely due to laziness of one kind or another. Sometimes it's interesting to ask awkward questions just to see what the self-appointed experts come out with. Some will admit a stream of verbal diarrhea rather than admit to not knowing the answer, whereas a true adept will probably say, I haven't a fucking clue. 
Quite early on, chaos uh, magicians came to the startling discovery that once you strip away the layers of dogma, personal beliefs, attitudes, and anecdotes around any particular technique of practical magic, it can be quite simply described. That's that's that whole thing where it's like I think we I think with our first the the, the dissert, yeah. dissertation of the first core principle is exactly related. It's yeah. it just the only said thing what I'm we say said. is you're on the beach, you're looking and stuff like that, and you're talking shit about the guy who crashed or whatever didn't really ride the wave, and you're talking shit about him. But it's like, well, why don't you get out there and do it? Do it better. Yeah, self appointed expert. Ah, well, surfing sucks. Surfing is stupid. I'm not gonna. That's wait wait. That's, you have an opinion. That's the devil. <laughs> oh, you guys are surfing? Well, it says here in Luke 419 that thou shalt not surf, and if thou do, thou 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 art cuckolds. <laughs> thou art cucky uh, occult magicians who work with the devil. Yep. Same. But the thing is, is if you're one of those religious people out there and you work with manifestation and you pray and you eat the body of Christ and you drink his blood and all that stuff, dude, get a fucking clue, man. Like, you're manifesting salvation, aren't you? Yeah, the rapture is coming to take, like, come on. Like, how can we not see the parallels here and see that we're being duped into not looking where the core, the the, the power is? Mm-hmm. And our dogmas are preventing that. Our our little groups and our little egregores are, 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 are feeding off our energy and not allowing it to disperse out and to create a network and community. And which humanity is strength in numbers, we become all powerful when we have each other. Literally was just thinking the same thing. Connecting those powers is going to ultimately change that more grander, bigger outside environment outcome, you know? Ain't going to happen overnight, though. Yeah, it's like what they, you know, those studies they did with the kids in, like, India or Japan or wherever, whatever country where they they put, like, a bunch of kids at manifest, or, sorry, were meditating um, in a certain area and the crime dropped like 17% mm, yeah. or some shit. Well, that's pseudoscience. I don't believe that. It's like, mm, I, whatever. A lot of, At that point, you say that, I don't care. That come into play. There, well, <laughs> it, it would take an open mind and that's kind of what we preach right now is like not to, I mean, didn't it just say right here, right? In other words, don't take my word that such and such is the case. Check mm-hmm. it out for yourself. But exactly. also remember that you manifest what you're looking what you're looking for. That's why understanding this stuff is also important. Because if you go well immediately from a biased point of view that oh this is bullshit oh no that's not the thing. If you don't approach it from that unbiased manner of like look I'm just going to look for truth and I'm going to mm-hmm. be completely emotional like or emotionless about it or at least be detached from what I think the outcome is just for this mm-hmm. suspended period of time so then I could see and see both sides and weigh them out. Then you're actually checking it out for yourself. If you're just going in there to prove your point, then it's at that point, it's just contradictory and nonsense. Nonsense. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Next. Next. Core principle number three is technical excellence. One of the early misconceptions about chaos magic was that it gave practitioners carte blanche to do whatever they liked and so become sloppy or worse, soggy in their attitudes to self-assessment, analysis, etc. Not so. The chaos approach has always advocated rigorous self-assessment and analysis, emphasized practice at what techniques you're experimenting with until you get the results that you desire. Learning to do magic requires that you develop a set of skills and abilities, and if you're going to get involved in all of this weird stuff, why not do it to the best of your ability? That's it. That's that whole thing of don't don't just think that you're at the end of the road of 
where you need to be. And, and I learned it all. I got it. I know everything and stuff, you know? Yeah. Practice doesn't, I don't like that. Practice doesn't create perfect practice creates improvement. And that's what needs to be done. Or from the mind of a Virgo midheaven, perfect practice makes perfect. Ah. But that's facetious and, and I, well, I think I like yours. Perfect better. improvement. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. And, and, and to add to mine for my little uh, view on this is um, I would say, look at religious practice. So mm. if you're going to be a Christian and you can't eat meat on Friday or you can't have premarital sex or you have these certain commandments and you have these certain beliefs, where's your technical excellence? Are you actually mm-hmm. practicing the thing that you say that yeah. you're actually practicing? Are you having self-assessment and are you analyzing yourself? Or are you just now habitually saying, I believe this as some cop-out so you could do whatever the hell you want from Monday through Saturday so when you yep. arrive at the church on Sunday, you could just uh, admit it all the way to the, to the priest and mm-hmm. just say, oh, I did this, 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 and that, whatever. Is that what you would call technical excellence as a Christian? Yeah. Are you going into your Bible studies? Are you, you know internalizing those things and you know practicing them outwardly absolutely that's a that's a great example right so i think uh up to this point see and this is why when i found chaos magic at first on the top like off the top where you're you hear the term and all this other stuff it just sounds like another witchery type of occult magical Mm -hmm. thing in which it is magical and occult but more so of like i think that stigma tends to play and it did even for me in a sense like i study this stuff and i even was yeah. like, oh, chaos magic? Uh, this sounds like black magic. This sounds like it's not no bueno. But when you actually when approach something with an open mind to give it a chance, and I also, I mean, the, the trigger really came from a, a medium.com article about Donald Trump supposedly using chaos magic, was, by the way, a very liberal-esque article, but it, yeah. it, it actually opened up the door for me to see, oh, this is what, this is what, uh, is termed chaos magic and how it works. Oh, yeah. so very literally very that person. Literally that person was breaking the first principle. No, what? Yeah, what? Yeah, breaking the first principle of the whole chaos magic thing with their article. It was very contradictory. Um. So yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's carry on, Gio. You take the next three. Yeah, yeah. But anybody reading this or listening to this, like, it doesn't matter who you are, what you believe in, da da da. Like, everybody should be able to get something from this. But oh, uh, and principle number. F- yeah, sorry. Again. And before you go, I do have to urinate myself. So just Dad. read and give your thoughts and I'm sure I will catch back up. You got it. All right. So principle number four, deconditioning. The chaos paradigm proposes that one of the primary tasks of the aspiring magician is to thoroughly decondition himself from the mesh of beliefs, attitudes and fictions about self, society and the world. Our ego is a fiction of stable selfhood, which maintains itself by perpetuating the distinction of what I am, what I am not, what I like, what I don't like. Beliefs about one's politics, religion, gender preferences, degree of of free will, race, subculture, etc. All help maintain a stable sense of self, while the little ways in which we pull against this very sense of self... Uh, Pull against this very stability allows us to feel as though we are unique individuals using deconditioning exercises. We start to widen the cracks in our consensual reality, which hopefully enables us to become less attached to our beliefs 
and ego fictions and thus able to discard or modify them when appropriate. It was literally just what we were saying about it. Don't, you know, let's let's really have a discernment and, you know, a little bit of a discrimination to what we identify as or with and stuff and understanding that we are not that we are so much more than that thing. You're not even, you're not even just your name. You know, this goes back to the whole core concept of the understanding of the, I am, you know, this is that being one, you know, the unity, the singularity point and everything and stuff. And when we do that within ourselves, we also have to remember to decondition ourselves from, uh, you know, separating from others because of, whatever beliefs that they have or religion, gender preferences, degree of free will, all those things, you know, it's that whole releasing judgment. Yeah. Yeah. And truly, I mean, if if you haven't caught on yet, it's allowing yourself the space to become something new and different. And it does play into all of the self-development and and, and self-improvement things of what you're trying to do is, eliminate the definitions so then you now have created space in your consciousness to become something new and something different it's almost deconditioning to me would be the first process first even though it's the fourth principle i look at it as i mean like of course the awareness of how things work and that's yes but when you're actually taking action deconditioning would be the first thing you would do to alchemize yourself, right? So to, to, to turn lead into gold, we now have to decondition ourselves into lead again when we thought we were gold, right? Like when we were thought we, we, who, we were who we are and we've attained it and all of that, it's time to decondition, uh, decondition and wipe things off the plate that are no longer in use for us. So then now we can almost create a new version of our ego and start to exercise how we want to then develop into something new and before you can become something new, you have to, you know, before you eat a, a, a meal to enjoy it, right? Like a, a, you got to shit out breakfast before you can enjoy dinner. You know, like that's kind of a real gross and <laughs> nonsensical way of putting it, but true in, in a sense, true, because what all you're trying to do is turn, turn yourself into uh, something brand new and bring yourself to a new light, but it's going to take removing your politics and your religions and your race and all of that other stuff. And if you hold on to those things, you are still conditioned to the past. You are still conditioned to be the, in the old self. And you're also really easily led like cattle into whatever it is someone else like when so, animals, by the way, can be controlled because they can mm-hmm. be predicted. And when you are conditioned, yeah. you are predictable. And when you are predictable, you are led to wherever the shepherd wants to bring you. Deep. Be your own shepherd. So deeper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Seriously, though. I mean, it's like you find the rusty axe, old rusty axe in the wood. And, you know, you're like, I want to use this as a knife. You know, are you going to sit there and just take it as as is and just start cutting your dinner with it or whatever else you're using a knife for and stuff? Yeah, it ultimately it cuts, it chops and stuff like that, but it's uh, unstable and whatever else. So what are you going to do? You're going to decondition it. You're going to remove the rust, change the handle, you know, forge it in fire, bend it into being an actual knife. Love it. But yeah. Number five, diverse approaches. As mentioned earlier, 
Traditional approaches to magic involve choosing one particular system and sticking to it. The chaos perspective, if nothing else, encourages an eclectic approach to development and chaos magicians are free to choose from any available magical system, themes from literature, television, religions, cults, uh, parapsychology, etc. This approach means that if you approach two chaos magicians and ask them what it, what they're doing at any, any, any one moment, you're rarely likely to find much of a consensus of approach. This makes chaos difficult to pin down as one thing or another, which again tends to worry those who need approaches to magic to be neatly labeled and clear. S. Diversity. Yep. Hmm. Power of the mind, right? Power of... Uh, there's a book... Uh, oh my God, I forgot his name, but there's a book called Alter Ego, and it talks about these things. It's like, use specific personalities, talismans, mm-hmm. uh, characters, so, so, someone you're inspired by. And, and we even hear in, say, in the self-helpers, uh, growing yourself into a, into to this successful person you want to be in the area. Like when I'm learning audio engineering, they go, go find the, the, the um, five mentors or go find specific people that, and go read about their story and see what they did to come up. And then, you know, you, mm-hmm. you model them. And in this, I see this as, is you're giving yourself the ability to model yourself and your consciousness into many diverse ways as possible to then become the superhuman that you're trying to be in your own right, in your own authentic and spiritual fashion, right? So you're not going to grow your actual true spiritual self if you're just stuck in this one frame of reference, one frame of mind where you're just going down this one path. And hey, out there, there's certain people that could just stay on one path and maybe it's done them justice and all of that. But the point of this mm-hmm. podcast is we call it the daily transcendence. Maybe maybe it's not <laughs> daily. Maybe we're not working in a deli, but it is transcendence. It's something yeah. that you could think about every day in a sense, right? Where you can, if you hold on to some of these things that we at least hold on to, that potentially then on a, on a daily level, on, on an everyday basis, you can learn to transcend your thoughts from yesterday and become a brand new person. So in this in this principle, I see it as is find the inspiration in many places and don't be biased or, 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 or so closed off from new things. And also in a way too, that Pisces energy, right? Like stop worrying about being so neatly mm-hmm. labeled and clear and just allow the infinite possibilities to play out and step out of that Virgo a little bit and come back into the Virgo once you've experimented with all the the certain symbols and signs and characters and literature and everything else that you can you can grab to perform your magic or to perform say if you don't like the word magic your manifestation or your growth of consciousness yeah get into more of maybe i kind of see that a little bit as like getting more into maybe the higher aspects of the libra you know being able to go which way and call out you know each sides of the of the Mm -hmm. uh of the scale as well. But it's like you said in, in, in the last episode, especially when it comes to the truth, the knowledge, the occult, the astrology and everything, um, you know, with certain topics, like you're going to need specialists. You said it in the last episode and a hundred percent agree, but this is also saying mm-hmm. about having that diversity of, you know, this is where syncretism really comes into play. You know, you could go deep into each one of these tops of knowledge, but can but can you synchronize how they connect all together? Um, and I think that's the important to understand the true powers of of magic. Beautifully said. Mm-hmm. So last and not least, number six, gnosis. 
One of the keys to magical ability is the ability to enter altered states of consciousness at will. We tend to draw a distinct line between ordinary consciousness and altered states, where in fact we move between different states of consciousness, such as daydreams, autopilot, where we carry out actions without cognition, and varying degrees of attention all the time. However, as far as magic is concerned, the willed entry into intense altered states can be divided into two poles of uh, physiological gnosis, inhibitory states, and excitatory states. The former includes physical passive techniques, uh, physically passive techniques such as meditation, yoga, scrying, contemplation, and sensory deprivation, while the latter includes chanting, drumming, dance, emotional, sexual arousal. I'd also put in, you know, substances too. Um, yeah. Right. Is this continued? Yeah. Do I read that or? Okay. No, that's it. Yeah, that's it. That was it. That gotcha. was it for the principles. So for mm-hmm. now, we'll back off and we can go back into that yeah. if we need to. So yeah, your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I think there comes a, a degree that you end up being at, um, and it's not the ultimate, but it's to take it to the next step further. Is now when you understand how to initiate and activate certain things, and you start to become more one with nature. I sound so corny, but more one with nature, one with your mind and your body and stuff. And you're able to start practicing, getting yourself into these certain states so that you can explore beyond this realm, you know, whatever it may be, the astral plane or whatever and stuff, you know, uh, astral projection, all that stuff. Uh, You know, we, we hear a lot about it and stuff, but you know, I think everybody's got, you know, for the majority, there is a, you know, a, a, a core understanding of it and stuff. But I think everybody has their perceptions. Sometimes they're like, oh, I don't know. I don't feel anything. I don't know anything. It's like this where it comes to that one principle of like, you know, basically practice creates improvement. You know, you got to keep leveling up to these things. And and once again, you got to watch the intention behind going into these states, you know, of of being in, as well. Like, you know, the intention should be to gain more clarity and to be able to observe yourself more from outside yourself and all these different types of more real spiritual esoteric esoteric type ways of going about it and it's just to further and further inhibit this understanding of of knowledge and magic and and to come into more gnosis that's what it says more gnosis you can do that in these states yeah which is which is just in a state of knowing, yeah, right, and and it, it would seem to be like it's that it goes in line with the fake it till you make it thing too, which I'm not a real fan of. I I do believe in like tuning into the the energies or into almost channeling what it is you're trying to do. And there's many ways you could say it, uh, however you want to word it. You know, it's like getting into the flow state is another one too, but it's also a state of like thoughtlessness, I would say, or like. You're just tuned in, mm-hmm. right? And you know you're in a state of knowing, and that that's what it takes to to perform this type of magic to transfer tra- uh, transform your life. And so, like I said in the beginning, and and hey, we're still going into the nine eleven stuff and and how this connects. Mm-hmm. But we wanted to show this on on a level of like, hey, chaos magic is a form of manifesting certain things through working with the metaphysical energies. And there's certain laws and things that you have to follow. But in this case, it's like the law is there is no law or the law is that you create 
to uh, uh, over those core principles, you start to you have this freedom to create what certain things mean for you. So then, if if that's the case, if you need to be a Buddhist today because you need to be calm and centered and in Zen like, you could practice Buddhism and then take those core principles and become that and be in the gnosis of being a Buddhist and being an Atman or something like that, right? So the the form of this magic is has a variety. But it's also the fact that once the core principles are set in stone in a specific, say, group of people, um, then something called an egregore is start, it begins to create itself, right? So when you have one person believing these ideals, it passes those ideals on to many other people and they start believing it. There's this momentum factor and this group energy consciousness that tends to feed into that, I guess, box and set of ideals and with that, the magic starts to work even stronger. So now you can maybe kind of see where I'm going. So if we take the 7-Eleven job application, mm-hmm. now we have September 11th, and what went down on that day, and we start picking a piece, p- picking apart all the pieces of what potentially could have been symbolism. And the fact that it played out on this stage where it seems like there's too many coincidences and more so their synchronicities of of a of a planned and very creepily enforced magical ritual but you have to go into the details and see for yourself and be open minded and say was this a mass ritual not only to impart certain things on the country and other countries and a government power grab but was it also this uh extra dimensional magical ritual that impacted the way our reality is actually structured and the way it's actually manifesting and how weird the world has gotten since 2001 and so on. And we could say, like I said, I hear all the arguments already. Oh, well, the astrology and its fate and its destiny and it's the stars impacting us and all that. And then, oh no, that shit, that's, that's not real. It's the conspiracy theories and it's the Freemasons and it's the Illuminati and the Jesuits and they're, and they're using this knowledge against us and all of that, but it's only them where if we, we're going to go look at some evidence here and we're going to talk about 9-11 mm-hmm. considering it's coming up and we're going to see it from a few other different perspectives, including the ones that are popular or not so popular and see where we can go with it and discuss it. And we'd love to hear your thoughts on it. So if you're watching this on YouTube, leave some comments and, and, and tell us what you think because we're open to it. Uh, we're, we're just almost like clearing the slate and considering all of these different modalities now part of the investigation, and if something is is metaphysically being done and more on a spiritual level, and how many times I've heard people say it's a spiritual war that we're in mm-hmm. right now, then we have to look at the spiritual things, and this includes this topic and this subject. Yeah, definitely. And if you're at this point, hit that like button. Like, just straight up, help the algorithm get it out, because honestly, even looking on YouTube, I don't see many approaches to this understanding there's a lot of the debunking of the conspiracies like you know that you know how that algorithm's working with the censorship nowadays and all that stuff so you know a way to go about that too and then to help you know kind of push back against it is you know liking this video like videos like it but like i said there's not many saying a lot of the things of what we're saying yes in different contexts but you know, it's either one way or the other, you know, it's not making that bridge like that. We've been saying that we're trying to do. Um, 
But yeah, you notice I thought something was funny earlier when we were talking about, you know, even understanding magic. You know, I was thinking about the word like, you know, madge. You know, you we obviously have the magi and all that stuff. It's it's this um, you know, type of powerful type thing, the mag. Um but also if you look at the why is it ICK? Well, anything ick is like a deriving from or an extraction from like you think about it it's like uh or or it could be used almost as um debilitation so you could see how it could go either way you could be extracting the information you, you, and because all the ick words are the you know you got ick sick suck you know it's all this all this derivative and then also it comes from ickum uh, a latin word ickum and um, that also is related to Icus in, in Latin. And it's the occurring in some original case and later used freely. Um, it's the, you know, it's also the suffix is the belonging to derived from or pertaining to. So you can see how it already there. I just thought it was interesting how, if you look deeper into it, if you kind of use the etymology of things like, how even just the word itself shows the ability of how it can be used either way. Um, but yeah, let's get into, um, that was just a little side note, fun fact. Um, let's get into addressing a lot of these notations of that day, the occurrences, what have been considered as conspiracies, all these connections to a dark cabal. And let's try to understand it now, how we, spoken about when it comes to chaos magic and you know where this where this mentality or consciousness comes from to to, for these things to even happen hmm Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 